Welcome to the Real Sisters of Sobriety. We're real sisters and we're real sober. Hosted by the creator and founder of No Booze Babes, Shay Gomez, and her sober sister, Sydney. Let's get real, babes. Hello, hello. Hi, welcome back, everyone. We're so excited you're here. And we have a very great episode in store for you. Today, we are going to talk about how to deal with peer pressure. We all know that there's a lot of pressure from your peers in social situations. There's the pressure that you put on yourself. So we're going to break it all down. Let's get right into it, right? Yeah, let's do it. As you all know, we keep it real in this podcast. We are real sisters and we're real excited that you're here. So, I mean, there's so much pressure socially when you go out I think especially um, when it comes to being at a bar, people saying, what do you want to drink? Or let's do a round of shots. Or, you know, there's that camaraderie Mm -hmm. um, that I feel like once you ditch the booze, um, that can be hard to navigate, especially because you're used to joining in and you're used to just being right there with the crowd. So I think your friends are almost kind of used to that version of you, but you kind of have to like show them like, hey, this is not what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. You have to like show them the new you. And I mean, it definitely takes time to be able to put yourself into these social situations and feel a hundred percent comfortable with it. I mean, even dipping your toes in every single time you find a new kind of challenge, I feel like each time. Yeah. And I feel like even in the beginning, what helped me a lot with, when it came to that is that I didn't put myself in those situations for yeah. a bit. Like when I did, you know, my three month break, which I originally committed to, I was mostly focusing on other things, things that are important to me, you know, auditions, work, other things that I could spend my time on other than thinking about like alcohol or what I'm going to drink or what I'm going to do on the weekend and who I'm going to do it with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I think that alleviated a lot of the pressure, but then it's like, like you said, like dipping your toe into that and like going into a scene where there's like bumping music and like flashing lights. And I think that can be super alarming Mm -hmm. and even triggering in some situations. Yeah. Because when you think about it, you're like, oh, when I used to step into these situations, I was already pre-gaming. I was already like feeling a certain type of way. And now I'm completely sober, like jumping into it. It feels like a whole different world. Yeah. It's like you're reintroducing yourself to I don't know, this world that used to be what you were a part of. And yeah. like, I mean, I think going into these social situations um, is a little bit crazy when you're not drinking. And also you kind of realize like, whoa, this is what it was. Like, you know, usually, like you said, I was like pre-gaming before and I would go into these situations already kind of like buzzed mm-hmm. um, thinking I was having like the best time ever. But like you just see it differently like you see all the people and how they're like really wasted you see like wow this place this bar is kind of nasty like it's kind of dirty and these people are kind of dirty that are trying to talk to me like especially in the single days when guys would come up I'd be like whoa you know when you're drinking and having that peer pressure of like shots can I get you another drink can I get you this like you get caught up in that like at least I did personally Mm -hmm. and then like you're probably talking to people you wouldn't really talk to you're like let dancing with guys that like maybe aren't great you know what I mean like yeah 100% I think even like my first time going out um a guy tried to like grab my arm and I was like sober and I was like get off of me and if I was drinking I probably would have just been like oh ha 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 like Mm -hmm. letting it go but I'm like no I know that's not okay you just have more 
awareness awareness of everything that's going on totally so did, did you experience any like people pressuring you like your friends or people while you're out because they were used to like the party Sydney like I know we both work in the service industry and I think going for after drink I mean after work drinks is a big thing and that's how you bond with your coworkers, and then you can all come home over the next day and you're like oh my god wasn't that hilarious even though you're like oh shit what did I say what did I do yeah 100% did you like experience did you experience that at all Um, I honestly didn't experience that much because I told people I was taking a break. So I think everyone does take a break once in their life. Mm -hmm. So people like respected it and they're like, oh, like you're still not drinking. And that's kind of all I really got. And I was like, yeah, like I'm still not drinking. And then once I got to a place where I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm never drinking again. That was people just already accepted it because I've already been out many times getting a non-alcoholic or like Mm -hmm. a sparkling water or something like that so I feel like people were just used to it I didn't get really any backlash of it I think the only thing I really experienced was people not inviting me out to drink or anything Mm -hmm. or like because I was changing my life and I don't know if they know how to handle it yeah that's like a really good point it's interesting because I mean, like I said, I focused on the things that were important to me. And I think Mm -hmm. focusing on something else besides alcohol and like, you know, pouring yourself into your job, pouring yourself into, you know, whatever you're passionate about is super helpful. Um, But like I had one of my best friends kind of, you know, not agree with the fact that I wasn't drinking and I was all excited about being on this break and I was feeling great and having all these breakthroughs. And, you know, he said to me, so how long is this going to last? Like, when is this going to be done? Like, really, you're not going to drink at my wedding. Goodness. All these things. And okay, so that wasn't necessarily like peer pressure. I mean, that felt shitty to have one of your best friends not supporting you, to have him making you feel negatively about a choice you feel so positively about. Yeah. And, you know, on that phone call, I definitely stood my ground and said, you know, don't you want my best self at your wedding like I will happily cheers a booze free bubbly Uh, it's not going to make a difference in our friendship it's actually going to make me remember the wedding and enjoy it Mm -hmm. Um, but you know going back to like the peer pressure it's not like he was pressuring me to drink he was kind of pressuring me for an answer like really like when's you know when's the end date on this la 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 but that's because he was used to me being the one who was drinking with him, being crazy and dancing and doing all these things drunk. Yeah. And like, I can still do that without alcohol. And I still do, you know what yeah, I mean? 100%. But um, it made me think about myself and it made me kind of put a little bit of like doubt in my own mind, you know, like hearing one of your best friends say negative things makes you think like, oh shoot, like you put the pressure on yourself like to come up with an answer or to be like, oh, well, am I not as fun? Am I not this? Yeah, you kind of take a step back and you're like, wait. I think especially in the beginning when you're like figuring yourself out, um, you put so much pressure on yourself because Mm -hmm. you don't know like how long is this going to be? Like, can I even do this? Like, how do I deal with cravings? You're dealing with so much healing yourself and having to deal with things that you didn't have to because before you would just give in and drink or do whatever um so I found personally that I put pressure on myself or I would worry about what other people thought yeah um you know a lot of the times and we've talked about this before is when you go out you worry about what other people are thinking so it's not like they were necessarily being like shots shots or drink drink chug chug whatever like they're definitely those instances but like it was mostly me putting pressure on myself, like, 
oh my gosh, like, do they think I'm lame? Yeah. That I'm not participating? Is like, it have like, have I changed? Am I different? Yeah. So it's like, makes you think and doubt yourself a little bit. Um, but then you have to remind yourself why you started. That always helps me. Um, and also I know that I'm so much happier without alcohol, but, um, I think it's important for us to acknowledge that, you know, we're figuring this out step by step, day by day. And, um, it's normal that, you know, if you have those doubts or you put pressure on yourself because you're worried about what other people think of you. Um, but at the same time, when people are out and drinking and all this stuff, like they're really only concerned about themselves. hundred percent. They're so, even when I was like drinking and going out, I was still worried about myself and how much I was drinking and what I was doing. So it's kind of just like still feeling that same way, but just in a sober mindset, Mm -hmm. I guess. But you have to think like everyone around you is kind of like slowly fading Mm -hmm. while they're getting drunker and drunker. And they don't care about what you're doing or what your actions are. And I think the most powerful thing going through people like taking shots and you kind of feel weird and then you're not drinking. So you kind of feel odd. The most powerful thing is to walk out of that bar, get in your car and go home. Like, Mm -hmm. I think for me, I'm like, wow, that is so empowering. I feel amazing that I can do that because all the people in that bar can't say the same thing. Totally. Like they can't depend on themselves because they're not in that position. Yeah. I mean, I had an experience at my holiday party. So it's like my first job, as you know, um, my first job totally going into it sober. So, you know, that's a whole different thing, you know, cause they want you to learn the cocktails and the wines and the, this. And so I'd even navigate like, okay, how do I say no? How do I like learn about it? But obviously not try it myself, but I went to a holiday party and they had like an ice luge, like shots thing. And so all the girls were like, let's all do shots together. Let's all do this. And I like volunteered to like take pictures or whatever. Cause I was like, I don't want to put myself in that position. Yeah. Um, but, and then as you were saying, this is what made me think of it is like people start fading So that pressure starts, stop, I mean, starts fading because they're all like present kind of at the beginning, like, let's all do this. Let's all do that. But then as they fade more too, like they forget about it, they forget about it. Exactly. No one's going to remember like, did she do shots last night? Did she, you know what I mean? And they don't care. No, not at all. They're so into their own selves. Yeah. The person who cares is you who gets to go home safe, get yourself home safe. Do your night routine. Do your night. Take a bath if you want. Yeah. And like. I just remember after that holiday party working the next day, everyone coming in hungover with their hungover like meals and like chugging Gatorade and being like, oh my God, I did what? And I was like, wow, I remember when I was in your shoes too. And it was so empowering to say, yeah, I did remember this. Yeah, I did remember that. People were like, oh, when did you leave? Because people were so caught up in their own Mm -hmm. business and their own chugging of drinks that like they weren't concerned that I was not participating in that. So I think it's important to recognize like that you, you know, like a lot of the peer pressure comes from yourself though. Totally. Like you're putting it on yourself, but it is a process and it does take time to realize that. Yeah. And to realize, whoa, none of these people even care about me that are around me. So why does it matter even what I'm doing? And you get so used to like dancing drunk and stuff. And then to be able to dance sober, it's like, again, no one cares what I'm doing. I'm flailing my arms. I'm doing whatever <laughs> I want to do. And no one cares. They're probably like, oh, she's just drunk. But no, I'm not. Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, you know, something that's so interesting too is that, 
I mean, we recently had a family barbecue mm-hmm. and with a um, bunch of non-alcoholic options, a bunch of non-alcoholics, as of we do, um, we always come prepared, set ourselves up for success, seltzers, kombuchas, non-alcoholics, etc. Um, but it was weird because our sister and her boyfriend and, you know, people were gathering around to do a round of shots and okay. First of all, like shots are the devil. That's mm-hmm. what our mom always said. Always. And she said, wine's the devil, um, <laughs> everything alcoholics, the devil. But, um, I, I mean, let's be real shots suck shot. Like what, what is the point of shots? Disgusting. I feel like it's just to get like that buzz quick. It's just to get drunk quick, but like, no, everyone does a cringy face after shots or you need a chaser or you need a lime, whatever. Yeah. So shots suck. And I was never a fan of that. Even when I drank, unless mm. I'm like, Oh, I got to catch up, which is so lame to even so think. Gross. And I'm cringing even saying that right <laughs> now. But anyway, so they are gathering people like, Oh, who wants to do shots? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, like Sid, let's do like a non-alcoholic shot. Like we can do like a non-alcoholic beer or like a non-alcoholic spirit, whatever. And Sid was like, why? Yeah. And I thought, yeah, why? Like, why am I wanting to participate in this in a weird way? Like it was part of that peer pressure of like, oh, like that camaraderie, us all joining together and doing something and, you know, drinking something together and cheersing together. And I think that's what I want to be a part of. It wasn't that I wanted alcohol. It wasn't that I wanted to like drink anything bad. You know what I mean? I was like, let's put in a club soda. But then you being there and being able to like support me and you're on the same page as me and you saying why was like, Oh yeah. Like why? Like why, why is it that I would want to participate in this? Like, or do a non-alcoholic? What's the point? I also think like you said, just being a part of it and stuff, but a shot takes what 10 seconds and you're missing 10 seconds of them just like cheersing and stuff. I mean, we were still there. We still cheers with them. We were still hanging out with them the rest of the day. I don't think it, like for me, I'm like, it doesn't make a difference if we're doing this cheersing thing for no reason. No. And it was such a good point because I think in that moment it was like, you know, I think we kind of have to retrain ourselves as no booze babes to be mm-hmm. like, to go into situations and to not drink and to be a part of the social aspect, but not feel pressure, whether that's from the people we're with or for ourselves. And in that moment, it was like, I reverted back to my old ways. Not that I wanted alcohol. I wasn't going to be drinking tequila shots, Yeah, but I was like, oh, I want to be a part of something like this is social. This is all of us together. Um, and the cool thing is we can do that as no booze babes and cheers are non-alcoholics, but like shots are a different thing. They're like another intense level to me. Mm-hmm. And so you being pulling me aside of being like, why? I was like, yeah, actually, like it made me step back and think like, why the heck do I want to do this? But it was kind of that weird pressure that weird, like, oh, I want to be a part of something or like they're doing it. Just these three people are doing it. Like, you know, I want to be a part of this moment. Yeah. Um, When really looking back, it was so silly, but also that's like, I'm so glad that you were there because you know, you were kind of like a mirror for me to look into and be like, oh yeah, like why, why would I even want to do that? And also having your support was awesome. You know, like I think supporting someone's sobriety and supporting their choice to not drink and supporting their choice to maybe step away from the group and not participate in a cheers. Like that's so important to have that. And that's so important to surround yourself with people, whether it's one person you go out with Mm -hmm. that you're both on the same page and be like, Hey, can you hold me accountable? Like I'm at the beginning of, you know, being booze free and I'm trying this out and I really want to stay strong. Um, you know, having a a partner, an accountability partner, having that support 
um, I think is so important. Yeah, I think support is everything. I think even when people reach out to you and they're just starting their journey and stuff, it's so important to make sure you reach out to them as well. Like I have some sober friends that every month that they celebrate, I try to celebrate with them Mm -hmm. and I just try to be there. It's so nice to be able to talk about like non-alcoholics or like a different world that you're not used to. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important, especially us. I mean, our, our support with everything, our monthly celebrations and everything makes it so much more fun. Yeah. To be like with someone to do it. Yeah. And I think just knowing that like a close friend of yours or a family member, I mean, we're so lucky because we're both sober, but not everyone has that. Even having a best friend that you're like, Hey, like this is what I'm doing and having that support and having them, you know, bring seltzers as an option for you. I think some people don't know how to be, um, when it comes to someone not drinking, like when you go to a party, like they'll offer you a drink cause they're trying to be a good host and, trying to make you have a good time and all this stuff. But it's like you, we kind of need to feel free to ask for what we need or tell someone what we need. Like, Hey, um, I appreciate you being the hostess with the mostest as you always are. But like, I'm so good with that alcohol. Like you don't even need to, you know, ask me about it. Like I'm going to happily have a seltzer or a water or whatever it may be. But I think it's important for us to speak up too, because people can't read our minds and they don't know our choices. And maybe especially at the beginning, um, we're still figuring out our stuff too. So if someone hands us an alcoholic drink, that can be, it can be easy to just take a sip of that. Cause we're still like, you know, gaining our, the tools that we need to succeed. Yeah. Like our sober confidence. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's not what I'm doing. I think it is really good to set boundaries with people. And I think especially with what you're doing with no booze babes to show people that it's so easy to pick up an alcoholic and even like a seltzer, what is it like $6 for a 12 pack? It's like so easy or to just be the person to bring that as well. Cause Mm -hmm. maybe other people want a non-alcoholic option and they feel that pressure as well be able to help and support people around you. Yeah. I mean, even talking about like bringing your own, I mean, that's something that we totally do is bring your own like six pack of seltzers, or if you're comfortable with a non-alcoholic, which we are bringing that is awesome. Um, but it's even going like further than that. Like I, I think it's so important to have a support system. That's obviously why I created no booze babes. Um, but also like getting the support of different restaurants and stuff. Like I think, you made a good point of like, if you bring seltzers to a party and maybe someone else is like trying to cut back on their drinking or whatever, you're giving them an option too. And you're giving them almost that stamp of approval. Like, yeah, you can join me and have a seltzer and it's okay. Like you speaking up and speaking your truth is allowing others to come forward and discover theirs or to live in their truth and like step into it. Um, but even like recently Sid and I went to a bar and we're like, let's go get like a mocktail or whatever, because I think it's so important for us to know that our social life doesn't have to stop. We don't have to like hold ourselves back if we want to go out to a place and have a good time and have a mocktail or whatever. So we went and remember their mocktail options were like so bad. It was like like root beer. It It was was, sodas like Fanta. Yeah. And and we're like, well, that's a soda, not a non-alcoholic. So I think just having like the support of, the service industry would be awesome. And I see that starting to be incorporated, having like zero proof menus and all this stuff. But even going back to the bar, um, you know, they didn't post any like non-alcoholics on their beer option. So we had to ask, but if they had already put, Hey, we have a Heineken Mm 0.0 or 
oh, hey, we have these three different mocktails instead of just sodas, then like maybe someone who is trying to be more of a mindful drinker, someone who's trying to cut back on alcohol, someone who's trying to get sober sees that they have an option that they can point to and be like, oh, wow, this is part of the menu. It makes me feel like I'm part of this experience. Mm -hmm. I'm out with my friends. I don't have to ask a question that maybe I'm not comfortable asking because it's the beginning of, you know, my journey. Um, So I think like, all of that, like having the support of friends, having the support of these industries. And I really think like, that's what we need to change. Yeah. You need to make it more normal than anything, especially like you said, to be able to look at a non-alcoholic list and to not see just the fountain drinks and be like, wow, I can enjoy this. I can enjoy this and having options. Yeah. Not be able to be like, Oh, a, a Fanta or something because no one wants to order that. You want to enjoy, you want to actually be able to sip on something that isn't soda. Yeah. And even if someone like goes to a menu and they're not necessarily trying not to drink, but even seeing a Heineken 0.0, it puts it in their heads and they're like, oh, that's an option. Yeah. Right now, I feel like they're like hiding options from us behind the bar, which is like, which they have been like at the restaurants that we do ask, they say they usually have something like that Mexican place we had to ask. Yeah. And they had O'Doul's. It's like PSA restaurants. Please include Nobu's babes on your drink. Please include your Nobu's bevs, like, so that we don't have to feel like it's like pulling or teeth. A burden, to get, yeah. yeah, exactly. We don't feel like it's an extra step that we have to take. Like, please support us. Yes. I think that we could just go on and on about this, about peer pressure, about support. And the best part is that we have plenty of time and plenty more podcasts. Yes. And we will take all your questions. We'll take anything that you need and we will be able to answer them in a different one as well. Absolutely. And also just know that you always have our support. We are here to support you um, and guide you the best we can. And feel free to submit some questions or different topics that you want us to dive into by emailing therealsistersofsobriety at gmail.com. We are so happy. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this episode. I'm Shay. I'm Sydney. Keep it real, babes.